When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Joining us right here to kick off hour number two. It's been a few weeks since our friend was on this program. Playmakers is a book where everyone can uh, stock uh, stuff in the stockings, if you will just in time for uh, all the football lovers in your family to get a great holiday gift. And uh, joining us here is also the man who kicks off uh, the uh, sports day every day on Peacock with PFT Live. Uh, he's our friend, Mike Florio, back here in the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line. How are you doing, Mike? Doing great, Rich. How are you? Good to talk to you as always. Right back at you. Uh, so, uh, interesting day in Denver yesterday, huh, brother? Uh, what do you think of well, what happened? Layers yeah. and levels of intrigue there. You know, NFL media, it was Tom Pelissero who made the comment that Russell Wilson has lost portions of the locker room. Now, Pelissero, I think, has tried to walk it back, but he really hasn't erased the thing that he said about the locker room and Russell Wilson. And it doesn't strike me as some ridiculous jump to make, given everything that's transpired in Denver this year. But between that the whole birthday party thing, which to me on the surface is dumb. I only chimed in on the birthday party because Mike Kliss of Nine News yeah. in Denver, who covers the team and tends to skew just a little, a little bit, a little bit. You offended him a little bit, a little <laughs> bit toward pro Broncos. He tried to take the fact that half the team was present for the birthday party as a positive. It's like, whoa, 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 time out. Half the team wasn't there either. So that's what made it hit my radar screen. It feels like there's an effort internally and externally to kind of prop things up and make things seem better than they are. I mean, it should have been the event of the year. They probably didn't have pigs in a blanket and Kool-Aid <laughs> at the Russell Wilson surprise 34th birthday party hosted by Ciara. They got the money to have good food, good drink, good entertainment, good time. You go support the quarterback. It's a surprise party. Everybody's there. We all love him, yada, yada. So... I, I wouldn't have said a word about it if I didn't feel like someone was trying to make me think that half attendance was good because half attendance can be characterized exactly the other way. But, Rich, the most significant development, in my view, was when Nathaniel Hackett was asked yesterday if he would change quarterbacks if he thought it would help the team win, and he said, right now, no, mm. and immediately tried to do the cleanup on aisle five at the local Walmart after the press conference, getting Cliss on the phone, saying, oh, I, oh, I, 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 I misspoke. Mm. Real, did, did, did you accidentally tell the truth? Because that's usually what happens when someone says something they have to clean up. They accidentally didn't say the thing that they should have said. They accidentally told the truth. So it's a weird time for the Broncos. Books will be written about what happened this year, and I can't wait to read them. I'm not interested in writing them, 
but I'm very interested in reading them. Yeah, Hackett said that uh, Russ is our quarterback, and Mike Kliss was the one who tweeted that out. And and so those those two uh, tweets from from a longtime reporter uh, in in Denver, uh, I, I think those are the bookends of of the crazy day. I thought the words right now came out because he does have people in the locker room that he needs to address about how the offense is not helping the offense is hindering to use the the phrase that that lit up new york and new jersey a couple weeks ago you know letting the defense down and 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 he didn't give the zach wilson answer of no no russ there is no scenario in which i'm envisioning benching him he said right now and i thought that was maybe a a tip of the cap and a nod to those in the locker room saying what the hell's going on with the offense that's the way i took that to mean before the cleanup right and then the cleanup happened because i think Others may have approached Hackett as he exited the podium and raised with him that that probably wasn't the best thing to say under the circumstances, and that's when the mop and the bucket came out. But I think it would have been better to just, just own it. Why even bother? You, you attract more attention to it. You make yourself seem either incapable of accurately telling the truth or um, incapable of owning your truth, whatever your truth may be. Sure. I mean, like, Mike, I, I think it's just the answer would be, look, I, I, I see what everybody's getting at here. The offense has been totally unacceptable lately, and we're working on it. I'm working on it. Because he can't bench the guy because you're not going to put Brett Rippon in there if your seat's anywhere remotely hot. And certainly when if you tell – I mean, as I said earlier in the program, it's fine for Robert Sala to say his, his young quarterback just 20 starts into his career needs a reset – you can't sit here and say, yeah, I was hired to be attached to the hip for Russ and, st- and vice versa. Uh, I need a reset just 12 games in. I, I mean, that is that you can't do that. You just can't. And the core question, as I see it, Rich, how much of this is a failure of Nathaniel Hackett to properly adjust his system, his offense? And a lot of coaches get so tied to their system, they're not flexible when it comes to making their system accentuate the positive and minimize the negative of the player how much of it is Hackett just isn't doing the things that are good for Russ and how much of it is Russ and this may be the the answer Russ may have lost at age 34 just enough of his mobility that he has lost confidence in his legs and that in turn has shaken his faith in his game and it doesn't take much think back to Super Bowl 55 with Patrick Mahomes he had lost just enough of his speed and elusiveness from that turf toe to get him in a position where the Tampa Bay front four could get to him and put heat on him, and he couldn't run away from them like he usually runs circles around people when he's healthy. For us, at a fairly young age, he doesn't run like he used to, vertically or laterally. You take that away from him, what do you have left? What have you constructed that he does well? What does he really do well at this point? if he doesn't run like he used to? I think that's the real question. And for the Seahawks, they pulled the ripcord at the absolute perfect time to move on from Russ before the decline began. And we don't expect the decline to begin in the early 30s when you got Tom Brady playing into his mid-40s. But for some of these guys, and I put the flag in the ground for Mahomes, Josh Allen, any of these young quarterbacks that we see running all over the place, we just assume they're going to be able to do that until their late 30s. That may not be the case. 
Mike Florio here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, LeBron James, after the Lakers game last night, said to the media, don't say anything about, I don't want to hear anything from you. I'm just going to say something here. How come nobody's asked me about the Jerry Jones photo that was in the Washington Post a week ago today uh, of him standing on the steps of uh, his high school, Little Rock High School, as six black students were trying to integrate the school. He was part of um, uh, a a white uh, mob that was keeping the kids out of school. He was standing there. You could see him as a 15-year-old, and clearly, as the story's pointing out, he wasn't listening to his football coach to say, don't go there, stay out of trouble, don't have anything to do with this. He uh, ignored his coach um, and said on Thanksgiving Day that he really didn't know. He was just there for curiosity factor. So LeBron brought this up and talking about how nobody's asked him about that photo, and they were very quick to have him comment about somebody within his own sport and Kyrie Irving and his controversy, if you will, recently. How is the NFL taking this photograph and what are they doing is there anything being done to follow up on this talk about it anything going on in the halls of the nfl well and rich i haven't written anything about it yet because it's been a busy day and i really want to take the time to think through how i want to articulate the column that i'll be putting together hopefully at some point this afternoon but i think the better observation from lebron would have been not that you asked me about Kyrie and you're not asking me about this, because it's apples and oranges. You ask a guy about a development in his sport, and this isn't a development in his sport, so it's not as obvious that you would ask him about it. I think the question is, why aren't you asking Cowboys players about this? Why aren't players throughout the NFL being asked about this? Why aren't other NFL figures being asked about this? Coaches, general managers, anyone who's in front of a microphone, why isn't this the biggest story in the NFL. Why did it die so quickly? And look, one of the things that's helped the NFL and Jerry Jones here, he took all the questions from the reporters who were at the Cowboys-Giants Thanksgiving game when the reporters otherwise may have been in the locker room asking Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, anyone else on the team about Jerry's presence in that photo. So Jones, even though I... I don't know what I think about his answers, and I think some of the things he said both to the Washington Post and to the reporters last week underscore the real problem here when it comes to diversity and hiring because Jerry seems to think it's okay to just hire who you know, not hire based on merit, but my network of people that I know and trust and have worked with and am comfortable with. That's the fundamental problem that the league has been trying to address because these white, middle-aged to elderly owners are more comfortable statistically, with people who have similar upbringings, people they've known, people from their circles, and that's just the way it's gone. But, Rich, as to the photo, I, I've heard different opinions. Stephen A. Smith from ESPN had a very strong opinion that we should leave him alone. Look, I know it was 65 years ago, but I've learned enough about the civil rights movement to know that if you're present in that crowd, you're not an observer. You're part of the problem. If you're part of the solution, you are with the kids helping them get into school. There's no middle ground there. There's no room for observer or curiosity. If he found a way to jostle to almost the front of that line out of curiosity, I mean, it was a very, no pun intended, black and white issue in the 60s and in the 50s. There was no nuance. There was no middle ground. So, and I know it's been 65 years, but when you couple it with the mindset that he has now, Rich, that I hire based on 
who I know. It's not what you know, it's who you know, and he said that to the Post, and I think he said it again last week. It just underscores that no matter how hard the NFL tries to get these owners to take a step back from what they want to do, they're never going to change their mind about that thing that they are bound and determined to do when it comes to making hiring decisions, especially for these really important jobs. Pro Football Talk founder and PFT Live host Mike Florio here on The Rich Eisen Show. How does Aaron Rodgers' contract inform us about his decision in the future and what the Packers might be thinking right now? Because I, I keep reading how the way it's written – he, 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 can't get tra- he can't be traded, and if he decides to retire, it, it sticks a massive cap, dead cap bill on the Packers. So what, what, uh, what does the contract inform you, Mike? If he retires in a way that cooperates with the Packers, the way that Drew Brees did with the Saints, the cap number would be minimized. Okay. This contract was set up to make it easy and clean for Aaron Rodgers to retire after 2022 or 2023 if he chooses. I think when they framed this contract out earlier in the year, the one thing that wasn't on the radar screen was the possibility that there would be enough of a decline in Aaron Rodgers' play that the Packers may be thinking, you know what, maybe we do want to move on to Jordan Love. And I think that's the problem they now have. And Rodgers, based upon his comments from yesterday at his midweek press conference, he knows, he's smart enough to know, that there may be a temptation to see down the stretch what Jordan Love can do because maybe we have a decision to make after this year. The problem is, unless he chooses to walk away and retire, they can't cut him. That's when the cap hit would be beyond crippling. And if they trade him, it would still be a massive cap charge. And and even if he doesn't have a no-trade clause, and I don't think he does, you're not going to convince him to accept a trade to a team he doesn't want to go to. No other team is going to trade for Aaron Rodgers if he says publicly, I don't want to play for anybody but the Green Bay Packers. I just don't want to. Don't waste your time. I'm not going to do anything other than the bare minimum. I'll show up for my $60 million, but I don't want to be part of your team. Don't do it. So I think that the Packers are potentially stuck here at a time when they maybe secretly, if they, you, know, you apply the sodium pentothal or attach a lie detector test, they'd say, you know, kind of like what we saw from Jordan Love on Sunday night, after Aaron Rodgers left due to injury, and we'd, we'd like to see a little more of it before we have to decide on his, his fifth-year option Excuse me, by May of next year, they know that they are tiptoeing through a minefield because Aaron Rodgers has all the power. That's the key, Rich. He has all the power over the Packers for 2023. Well, what about trading him? What about if he, if he says, I want to keep playing, but let's just – we all agree, let's just go our separate ways now. Or when I signed this, I thought Devontae would be here, and he's not – so let's just go our separate ways now. That's that that can't happen because of the cap ramifications there, or the or you can fudge that too. No, he, it, they can make it work. Okay, if it's a trade. Especially they can wait to do it until after June one. And if somebody out there really wants Aaron Rodgers, they'll yeah. wait until after June one. And there's all sorts of things you can do if that's the case. But I don't think he wants to go to another team. Okay. I think, and this is the metaphor I use all the time when we talk about it on PFT Live. He was in the plane with the parachute on at the door, ready to jump. And he decided not to do it. And I really do think deep down at some level, and I don't want to psychoanalyze the guy, but what the hell, it's fun. It's part of what we do. I think that he doesn't want to go to another team Mm -hmm. and fail and forfeit his argument that the only reason he has one championship in his career is because of the Packers. If he goes somewhere else, if he finds a stacked team that just needs Aaron Rodgers and all of a sudden it's a Super Bowl contender, there goes the argument 
that it was all about the Packers. I mean, can you imagine if he'd gone to Denver? And there are people who think that that's where he was going, that that's why they hired Nathaniel Hackett, the former Packers offensive coordinator. If he had gone to Denver mm-hmm. and it had all gone to hell the way that it is now in Denver, what would people be saying? Oh, no, it's not the Packers' fault. It's Aaron Rodgers' fault that they only went to one Super Bowl during his time as a starter. Mike Florio here on the Rich Eisen Show. A couple more uh, topics for you here. Uh, Deshaun Watson spoke today uh, in Berea in advance of his return after his 11-game suspension. And any questions about what, what what his suspension was about or what he learned during his suspension or anything to do with any of the lawsuits that he faced and settled or that he's still facing was answered with the question of, I'm only talking about football because of my legal exposure. He didn't even answer a question when asked uh, uh, about answering those who think he shouldn't be the face of the franchise in Cleveland. He said, I can't talk. I'm only talking about football. What is his legal exposure? Best well, you can he's tell. got two pending civil lawsuits, and anything you say can and will be used against you in civil court or criminal court. The mm-hmm. criminal court thing is over. After those potential criminal charges went away. That's when he began to talk. And I think what is odd about this situation, Rich, we heard from him on August 18, taking questions about non-football issues after he agreed to the 11-game suspension and the $5 million fine. So it's odd that now that he's clear to come back, he's using things to shield him that he could have used back in August. He could have said the same thing. There's still pending legal issues. These cases aren't settled yet. I've been advised by my counsel to not talk about it. But see, what happened back in August, he stepped in it because he said he maintains his innocence. And that caused people to say, well, wait a minute. He's accepting an 11-game suspension and a $5 million fine, and he's going to stand up here and say he didn't do anything wrong. I think the first question for him today would have been, have you learned through your counseling, through your treatment, through everything you've done, to satisfy the NFL's requirements, that what you did was wrong? Do you, or do you continue to maintain your innocence? And I think it was smart. It may not be satisfying for those of us who want to know what's really going on mm-hmm. inside of his brain and what he has learned or hasn't learned through this ordeal, but it was smart for him to have somebody say, just, just don't talk about it at all. And, you know, he'll be open to criticism for not talking about it at all, and it may stir up some people who, who maybe haven't sued him yet that may decide to go forward now or people who, who were, are planning to attend the game on Sunday. There are roughly 10 of the women who had sued him with whom he settled who were planning to attend. They may have more to say now because he's not talking about it. But uh, I, I think it makes sense because there's a chance, there's a chance if he had talked today, he, he could have made things worse. And then last one for you, Mike Florio. Uh, what is going on in Arizona, ear to the ground? Uh, Patrick Peterson lobbed quite a, a verbal grenade from Minnesota all the way to the desert. Kyler Murray clapped back on Twitter, ear to the ground. Is there something going on in Arizona in that locker room? Well, there is, and there has been. And Sims and I talked about this today on PFT Live. Mm -hmm. Patrick Peterson was in the locker room with Kyler Murray for two years. And Sims and I both agreed that Kyler's response was perfect because if there are traits that are objectionable, if there are things about Kyler Murray that veteran teammates who profess to be mentors – saw that they could have helped him with why didn't they say anything to him about it why are you waiting until you're long gone and and my team is bad and your team is good before you say anything about it nobody was saying anything about Kyler Murray being a problem last year when they were 10 and 2 and and of course the Cardinals didn't help matters by trying to put the study clause in the contract and flagging this issue of whether or not he works hard enough works like other quarterbacks should but 
this notion has been bubbling around that some of the veterans in Arizona just didn't like the way Kyler Murray conducted himself. And it's more of a generational thing. It's not specific to Kyler. It's like, hey, kids these days, right? The younger players coming in, they just approach the game a different way. Larry Fitzgerald didn't like it. Patrick Peterson didn't like it. But I like Kyler's response. If you had a problem with me, say something to me. I'm, I'm, I'm young. I'm trying to figure out my way here. I don't know what I'm doing. Mm. If you can help me, tell me. What and if I he, think, what I if he did? Rightfully what, perplexed by it. What if he did? What if Peterson did? What if you know? What if? Or, or well, there was a the cer- next step in this. Then, then, then let's say P- Peterson can respond to the tweet and say, "I, d- I did tell you. I told you every day, and you didn't want to listen to me." Mm. So what is going is is I, I guess you know that that may be um, what everything you just said uh, the dynamic that is at play here that Peterson and he also did you know kind of give a, a a little jab at Steve Kime saying that you know that that Kingsbury is going to be the one to eat it and the guy who hired him will still have a job so you know obviously Peterson isn't happy that uh, the way things ended there it would seem all that said does that still is there still something going on in the locker room that well, you've seen? Well, I think seen? so, Rich, and I think Cliff Kingsbury's in real trouble here. Remember last year there was a lot of stuff swirling around about Kingsbury, yeah. and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden the team announces that he and Kime have been extended through 2027, and we never heard a word about how much he's getting, how much is guaranteed. We don't know any of that stuff. That may have just been, hey, we need to do something to put out this fire I'm not prepared to make a major commitment, but we can say here's how long these contracts last, even if they're not guaranteed maybe beyond 2024 or whatever the case may be. But I think there's a certain element of fraud in those extensions, and I don't think it gives Kingsbury the protection that we ordinarily would associate. Oh, he signed through 2027. He's going to make every penny of what, you know, kind of like the Matt Rule thing. I, I, I think that and this is just my gut feeling based on how it was handled and the fact that we've heard nothing about amount, no other details. I think this was, we've got to put a hose on this fire and get everyone on the same page uh, for 2022, and then we'll figure out 2023 when it comes. So then the last one for you, Mike, I've, I've enjoyed uh, this conversation. I keep on coming up with topic ideas. This is definitely the last one for you. I appreciate the time you've given. Um, how does Sean Payton loom over the last six weeks of this season? Well, look, we, we, we know how it officially works, and we know how it unofficially works. And we're getting toward the part of the year where owners who are thinking about their options for next year, and, and some owners will just fire a coach and then figure out later who the coach is going to be. Other owners will hold on to the coach they have until they know that they can get somebody that they would rather have. And Peyton is out there. Everybody knows it. There had already been efforts to – communicate through the back channels to Peyton. He said that. He told Dan Patrick that earlier this year, I believe, and probably others. And I suspect that even with what happened with Stephen Ross, because the problem with the Dolphins, and they got whacked for tampering with Peyton and Tom Brady, they weren't discreet about it. If you're discreet about it, no one's ever going to know. No one's ever going to come after you. You're not going to get punished. You're not going to get shamed. You're not going to get suspended. The smart owners out there who are thinking about an upgrade to Sean Payton, I believe, are already talking off the record, back channels Mm. to the Saints. What's it going to take to get him? To Payton, what's it going to take to get you? The calls will be made this month, and by the time the process is officially activated with new team contacting the Saints to ask permission to try 
to negotiate a deal with Sean Payton, a deal will already be done. And it's just a matter of letting the dominoes fall. It almost happened with the Cowboys, as explained in Playmakers, back in early 2019. And I think that somebody is already starting the process of seeing whether or not they can get Sean Payton. And we just sit back and wait for it to play out. You got a best guess? You got any guesses? What do you got for me? What do you think, Mike? Well, I, I think that I think the Chargers make sense if Dean Spanos is willing to pay. I think the car. I'd love to know what Sean Payton would think about coaching Kyler Murray, mm-hmm. because I think Kyler Murray just needs a little fire to be lit, a little a little challenge. Do you want to be great? I can make you great. I trust me. I, you're about the same size as Drew Brees. I made Drew Brees great. I can make you great. I mean, Kyler Murray is Drew Brees with a rocket up his ass. <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. Can I say that? No, you just did. It's all good. Don't worry about it. Okay. I see. But I, I, I pick up what you're putting down. I pick That's up the vernacular in league circles. we got to be authentic <laughs> with everyone. But, yeah, so I, I think he's going to want to go somewhere where he knows he would have the ability to win. And how do you win? You win with a quarterback. And he's going to want to feel like he can run the show his way, not have interference. Good ownership is the key. Ownership, and good ownership just means ownership that will stay the hell out of my way. Right. You know, Stephen Ross isn't good ownership overall, but he's good ownership insofar as if he's going to make the commitment to Peyton, he's going to stay out of the way. And I think that's what Peyton's looking for. Mike, thanks for putting a rocket in this show. I appreciate I it. <laughs> As always. We'll see you, pal. Appreciate the time. As Good always. Thank you. Right back at you. That's Mike Florio. Great chat right there with the creator of Pro Football Talk, host of PFT Live. And again, Playmakers, where all books are sold. It is perfect for this time of year for the football lover in your life. Go get it and um, give it a nice little gift wrap and and uh, and enjoy watching somebody take it in. That's Mike Florio right here on the show. Thoughts? Looks like you have thoughts. You got a thought? I I do. Okay. I guess if I have a preference of where I'd like to see Sean Payton be the head coach, I want to see him with Justin Herbert. The issue there is... Um, All due respect there's to a, There's Staley, a coach already there. Right. Okay. Well, there's a coach in both spots. I, I understand that. Yeah, One is know. six and five. Yeah, so... Okay. And, and one is six and five. And also, it will cost a boatload of money to get Sean Payton. Right. And it will cost, once the team is identified, I want the coach, the Saints will ask for the moon. Right. So. Oh, I, I get it. I, it's uh, and, and I, I think Sean does like it out but. here in Southern California. And it fits. There's no way it yeah, it doesn't. Of course it does. But yeah, and, and talking about the owner who's, you know, because by all reports, cash strapped. Like it's, it's not going to happen. Well, but. I mean, who, who, you never know, man. Like, let's go. Let's go. You want, you've got, you're going to have to pay Justin Herbert and then pay your coach and then pay the Saints. That is a lot. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter if you win a Super Bowl. That's true. <laughs> the Rams are staring at the trophy in the case and everybody's talking about them not having the first round pick that they have this year we'll take a break 844-204-RICH is the number to dial we'll take your phone calls and get you set for hour number three and my surprise coming up passion drive and patience the formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least... The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Here on the Rich Eisen Show, Will in Philadelphia will take your phone call here on the program. What's up, Will? The Fresh Prince. Hey, Rich. How y'all doing today? What's hey. going on? What's up, Will? First things first, it's been a while since I've been able to call in. I just wanted to commend you for the awesome job you did in Munich. It was oh, thanks. so impressive and refreshing to hear someone as yourself commentate just the energy and objectivity of which you called the game. Was, okay, I'll take that. Uh, Thank Far you. none compared to anyone else. I think all the top commentators have something to learn from you, so Thank bravo you. To, for that. Thank you. Thank you. And really appreciate for that. today, I've got some impromptu what's more likely questions oh. for you in the gang. I don't know if uh, DJ Mikey D or... Oh, hold on a second. Oh, hold on a second. Hold on a minute. You, 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 you Omaha us. We've got to get our... We've got to we, we've got to we've got to get our uh, our personnel set. <laughs> um, Will in Philadelphia wants a what's more likely drop. Uh, hit it. What's more likely? Never say never, but never. Okay, fantastic. Uh, Will, what do you have? All right, gang. My first one on the what's more likely docket today. Yes. Which Wilson is more likely to experience a triumphant comeback and be the one to lead their team to the land of milk and honey, as Brother Jefferson would say. Shout out, TJ. Zach <laughs> this, or Russ Wilson? Zach or Russ Wilson. Are we um, talking this season? or Yeah, what are we talking about? Not, not necessarily this season, but with the same team. Can I choose another Wilson? Yeah. Like the volleyball? Certainly. Can I choose the volleyball? Uh, <laughs> Can I choose Jeff Wilson? Uh, <laughs> not a bad. Nice. Hey, Jeff Wilson. Nice. Garrett. Nice. Um, uh, you know Wilson what? Phillips, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go I'll go Russ. Chandler? I will go Russ. I will go Russ. I mean, come on now. Look, I mean, one. Russell Wilson is... I'm, I'm not ready to toss the first nine years of his me, career me yet. Either. Yeah, I, I just either. can't me do either. that. Me I mean... 
Okay, what else? You, you got another one, Will? You got more? I've got I've got one more for you. Some oh, of okay. Been throwing around today. Okay. Who do you feel is more likely to be the first person to take full accountability for their past actions then issue a genuine apology? Deshaun Watson, Brett Favre, or Jerry Jones? <laughs> Thank you, Will. Greatly appreciate that. Thank you, guys. Uh, can I can I just well, say none of the above? I mean, Jerry Jones. I mean, neither. Good Lord. I mean, there's. Uh, how about none of them? Yeah, dude. <laughs> there you go. Hell freezes over. Fascin- fascinating. Uh, by the way, <laughs> I, I I don't mind uh, people calling in for uh, what's more likely, like that. Very impressive. Love it. Very impressive. Yeah. Um, I mean, whether the show is just going to let somebody call and get their own segment, like just us. <laughs> well, I guess you, I could have. I call up Sports Center yeah, and go, "Hey, I'm leaving my whole segment." Way, yeah, yeah, I have a hot. It only happens on the Ridge Eisen show where you get your own segment. Well, uh, look, sitting I, at home. I, I do Mikey I, I, D's I, list on you Stephen. Know a. I mean, I had, to, I had to work 20 years to get a segment, but Whoa, hey, man. I do <laughs> have to. I do have to say too. Dan, Dan does have his uh, fo- some folks calling with stats of the day for him. You know. So I got, you know, got to <laughs> I'm just be fair up. here. He gave Brother Jefferson a shout out. The you know, show, I got the show born out of audience after we followed Dan for so many years. On this date, 1984. On this Uh-oh. day. Do you know what's on this day in 1984? I was in college for the first time. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. First of how many times uh, were you that in college? That would be the third time okay. when I finally got Christopher my Christopher McDonald was in Breaking. It oh, was the debut in a theater near you of Beverly Hills Cop. Oh. <laughs> 38 wow. years old. Aquel? I'm going to be honest. I did not see Beverly Hills Cop in the theater. Really? Yeah, I was. I tried to go, but I they were not like, you're only see Beverly Hills like Cop seven, in the theater. So. <laughs> VHS for me. 80s. Did you uh, see 48 Hours in the theater? Oh, yes. 48 Hours is one of my favorite movies of all time. Tell me a story, Jack. Oh. I saw forty. Oh. I saw them. I saw oh, them in favorites. a movie theater. I didn't see Raw in a movie theater. I almost went to Raw, the one that was in the the, the underneath the garden. Okay, it felt for him. It felt for my friends. Felt for him, and I did not go. And I'm till this day will kick myself in the yeah, because that is the best. Me and TJ talk about that all the time. Best Eddie Murphy movie go. Oof. Trading oh. places. I would go with oh. that one too. See. I don't know. I mean, that's like my, I don't know. You can go to a place, you can go come to America, you can go cop, you can go 48 hours. Like, it's tough. Any one of those are acceptable. Trading places. Coming to America is a slight number one over cop. Trading places is more. You went cop? You said cop? Is well, more. Like I just heard more on you just said, well, hold on. You just go that, Tom Cruise. I just said a second ago. Spielberg does yeah, the one name stuff. I didn't hear that. I'm sorry. Did, yeah. Spielberg uses the one name stuff in his documentary. Coming to America is slightly ahead of cop. Trading places. It's more yeah. ensemble though. Like not a professor too. And he, I mean, well, he played hold on a second. Six characters. Are you kidding me? Like it, coming to America is ensemble. Not the great really. John it's Amos. Just, it's just uh, him and Arsenio. Arsenio, Arsenio really. It's Arsenio and him. Come on, like the great John Amos. Don't sleep on him. him. That's true. Yeah, but he's not in every scene like Eddie. A alien. Beverly Hills cops. Louis himself. Anderson behind the register. Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson. Robin Louis Anderson. <laughs> That's the best thing. I wish I could say that line right now. Oh, but, oh. It's a great line. <laughs> who the who? All right, what's the best thing in movie? 
That's a tough one. So you're going to put out, you got to put out Beverly Hills Cop. Remember, we only get four. Okay. So Beverly Hills Cop, because it came out today. Right. I mean, the first Nutty Professor is amazing, too. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, MTJ, I mean, Trading I think it's places. hard. Boomerang. Boomerang, yeah. is, uh, boomerang is so amazing. All right, coming to America. It's just like, I don't think enough people know about it, Boomerang. It, boomerang. I, know. I put you're, Boomerang in so my time. putting 48 hours on there? Here, of course, you got to put 48 hours. So what's the fourth? Beverly Hills Cop. Cop. Uh, trading trading places. places. That's the four then. And coming just, to America. Those are the 80s. four. Oof. So they'll go 80s. Because you want to know a very underrated okay. Eddie Murphy movie. Bowfinger. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is a, like you never. I watch Bowfinger every now and Steve then. Steve like, Martin and Eddie Murray in the same movie. Eddie, man. Eddie Murphy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Bowfinger's. But, uh, yeah, but you, none of what we've said can touch. Those four. Right. It's tough. Cotton Club as well. I mean, oh, Harlem no, 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 Nights. No, uh, Harlem Nights. But you see, Harlem Nights is red. It's all of them. It's prior. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's one of my Har- favorites. Harlem Nights is phenomenal. Because you can't include, uh, you know, Raw, right? Although well, Robert, really Robert no. Townsend will say, I directed it. Yes, I, mean, I mean, so. Okay, I mean, those are it, the four. And no one talks about life. life. Because life was. Life was amazing, Amazing. Too. Yeah, but you can't. None of what we've just said cracks these no. four, right? Yeah, no. Like, wait a minute. They, I mean. The what? only one that would come close would be the cl- the Nutty Professor. I think we're just going to do 80. Low-key, life could crack the top. Could it? We're yeah. Just, we're just doing 80. But there's, so, again, that's just so many. That's Tim Martin. There's you know Bernie Mac. There's so many people in life. But uh, That's when you know cop. you have a, a, a just Beverly extensive catalog, just... man. Well, I'm a tagger senior. All right, well, we're going to take a break. Uh, and then an hour, no, we're going to come back because uh, there is breaking news on shiny, Christian shiny, Pulisic, shiny. okay? Oh. Um, and breaking news on Kristen Pul- Christian Pulisic, and we'll get to that. Top of hour and three, I have cultivated a segment that I think you guys will like. I've, I didn't tell you about it. Oh. And then we'll get to Kumail Nanjiani when he comes here. We How great is segment this? now. Huh? We want our segment now. No, don't worry about it. You'll get, no, like, you'll get nothing in like it at the moment. 844-204-RICH, also the number to dial. <laughs> Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat, where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get 
is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You played hockey? Yes, and so did Jason Freeman. Well, I know actually, J- I, Feller. Jason Feller. Wow. No, I know that. Do you know who's wow. sitting Freeman next to you? And Feller. You go both played. They both played. Is Freeman here? No, Feller's, Feller's, here. Feller's here. Feller's here. Feller. Well, um, and he I looked at Feller and called him. Are you tapping out hour three? Yeah, you don't know this. Big Ten. I'm doing your championship, Rich. But Mike, the game is on Saturday. Got to start prepping. What do you mean prepping? I got it now. I got. What are you prepping? I got. I'm doing the pregame. You're going to Indianapolis? No, from here. So you can't work the third hour of the Rich Eisen show here in Los Angeles because Michigan and Purdue are playing and a I'm game at 5 o'clock Pacific time on Saturday? Pac-12. I'm doing Pac-12. Also. Oh, okay. There you go. Why don't you lead with that? Well, I mean, I'm doing well, it's tomorrow because he cares more about the Big Ten than yes, he does but the Pac-12. The game that you're working is tomorrow. Excuse which is me. A little I do more... care about the Big Ten more than the Pac-12. Well, you are you correct, do. but I care about this show <laughs> more than correct. anything else. I know that. But I've been pretty good. I mean, I've been I've been solid. Uh, what like what, is, what does that mean? So, so I haven't missed a lot. So you I've need so good. in order for us to good. take in Utah and USC on Friday night on Friday game. night, you could not get there at say one o'clock. Like you you no, need to leave the last both third hour of this show. Otherwise, I tune in. On Friday night, Albert Breer and the rest of the Ohio State fans who are suddenly <laughs> diehard Utes, okay, they are they would not have any sound, proper sound. See, <laughs> who's calling the game? Do you know? You don't even know that. I don't know. I know Gus and uh, Gus and Clatter in Indianapolis. Yeah. I know that. Apparently, along with Jim Irsay and Andrew Luck, do you see that? No. Yes, they're going. Apparently, I saw this one on Twitter. They want to chat with Jim Harbaugh. Uh oh. To be the Colts head coach? He ain't leaving. Apparently. He ain't leaving. Apparently. Why would you do it? What do you mean, why would you do it? Um, for a lot more money than what Michigan's yeah. paying you. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, a lot more work. And what this I, is his old team. What if they win it all and he's he would could basically now, say, Hold on. Ask each See would you go and do to that? To what? Would you leave Michigan at this point right now where you are with the team that you have where you've built it? Right, leave like literally now on this like, moment? Yeah, no, not right now. Would no. you? I mean, I would leave when my season's over. TJ, would you go? I mean, look, man. Look at man, him, it, look like, at him going around the horn. He, I only he, want to ask. He, he has like says, it. I wouldn't do it. It he would be always, like, it, to me, that would be like, I don't know. You're giving up Michigan. So you asked me a question, but then you did I bust your chops, but the team's amazing. Gotcha. It's like you guys are like right there. I'm sorry, TJ. What's your answer? <laughs> I'm sorry. I forget what I was going to say now. I was just like, he, he asked me a question. Would you, and then you leave? Is what he said. I mean, it's like you said, man. He has it pretty pretty well where he's at right now. He's got the grandparents who can yeah, play I know with that. The, and but so, he also chatted with the Vikings on, on signing yeah. day earlier this year. So, you know what you don't have to do as an NFL coach? Go on the road and recruit. Yeah, fly off to Idaho to make sure you get yeah. the tight end. But he's, yeah, but he's, you also have a much shorter leash as an NFL coach, too. That's like, what Matt Rule said, didn't he, yeah. just a couple days ago? You know what I mean? Ago. Like, exactly. you have two bad seasons, you're hitting the, the soup line. He can have two bad and seasons at Michigan. Right back to Michigan. He well, at any rate, that place. Look, at, look at Mike Del Tufo. He's playing, you know, 
He's playing around the horn right well, now. He's trying to make I, up for the fact that he knows we're mad that he's leaving. That he's so leaving. all of a sudden, he's just going to jump in and start shooting off yeah, yeah, yeah. questions that he's never right. done he's before. In my new exactly. fleece. Well, I'll look forward, <laughs> in fact, I look forward to you taking this chair. In a, in a, by the way, uh, do, are there any extra stoppage time? Are you going to be sticking around like five, six <laughs> no, actually, more? I got, I got extra six more time. minutes than expected? I, I got extra time. Oh, okay. <laughs> I make it over the top of the hour. How are we going to figure it out? I mean, so you're not here tomorrow? No. So how are we going to figure out stoppage time? How good, oh, how good are you? He's going to have to call Feller, in. You're good at stoppage time? Okay, we'll call you. Feller okay. knows. Feller knows. He's he knows, he knows stoppage time. Is it Feller or is it Freeman? Oh. Who's in tomorrow? Feller. Okay. By the I way, said that speaking, of, speaking of stoppage time, the question is, is will Christian Pulisic play yeah. against the Netherlands on, on Saturday because he took one directly what it, you know, look, when they said it was a pelvic contusion, and I said that is the greatest <laughs> euphemism or spin job since cool. since since wardrobe malfunction because it sure looks like uh, Christian's Pulisic's met with the Iranian keeper, and he went down and was holding his stomach in the same way that look when we've uh, we've all the gentlemen uh, on planet Earth who uh, are bent out of shape like that we all know. So Christian Pulisic had this to say about the injury that he suffered in the uh, U.S. must-have W the other day. This might be too much information, but like, can you tell us what exactly like, you were feeling when you woke up the next morning after the game, for example, and what exactly a pelvic contusion uh, is? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a, a pelvic contusion, you know. Um, just, it's, it's not a euphemism, Henry. It's what it sounds like. No, but at the same time, it's not. Like I didn't get like hit in the balls, but like it, it's not like I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. It was very painful, and it it just you know that bone is there for a reason to protect you. I think, and I I, I hit it well, and uh, it was sore. But uh, like I said, I'm getting better. This is the greatest World Cup ever. <laughs> this is the greatest World Cup ever. He did not get hit. Yeah, hit in the like right there here. He did. He, Apparently, he, got hit. Yeah. It was a true contusion in the pelvic bone. What? Yeah. So he says he's doing everything he can to get back out there on Saturday. Let me ask you guys this in the last minute here: Does that make it less cool? No, it makes it. I think it's it's great. But, Thank you for laughing. But we Jack. got we got a great uh, segment out of it. We all thought it just like this gentleman <laughs> who was asking the line of questioning that pelvic contusion was uh, was a euphemism for something, and that he was hit. In, look, here's one of the greatest lines. One of the greatest lines, <laughs> Nick Bakai, the great, brilliant Nick Bakai, when he did the tale of the tape back on SportsCenter uh-huh. after Riddick Bowe and Andrew Galato had at it. And Andrew Galato, get, you know, the, the low bros kept the getting hit on the Riddick, Riddick's bows, right? <laughs> and so it started a whole brawl in yeah. Madison Square Garden. So Linda Cohn and I were doing SportsCenter that night. We, were, we ran down to the studio because of what happened. We, it was breaking news and everything. Um, Nick Bakai referred to Riddick's nether region as being hit in the forbidden speed bag. <laughs> it's one of the greatest lines in the history of, of sports television. And I remember he said that on SportsCenter, and I couldn't, I barely was able to complete the segment. So everybody just go back to your homes. It was just a true pelvic contusion. And how dare you say it was better when uh, Christian... Was actually hitting the forbidden speed bag. <laughs> Very un American of you. <laughs> Hour three coming up. <laughs>